Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. For those whose hearts are darkened out there in the world have no idea, no idea of the experience of the glory of God. And we, your children, we absolutely treasure your presence. And so, Father, we want to thank you tonight for the Word of God. Thank you for the ability to worship you, to do a, a worship session, all of us together, such a long time separated. Now at least we get the people piece by piece, session by session. And Lord, at least we know that we're taken care of. I want to thank you as the shepherd of this flock that you've appointed here, that Lord, you have protected this flock against this COVID. You've looked after our people in a most incredible way. I have no other words for it. If I look at it and I look back over this year, the time spent in prayer and the time spent with you was very well worth it. I praise you for this and I thank you, Father, for the blessing upon everybody here and those that have sown into the kingdom of God near and far, a special blessing on them. Give them what the Bible promises. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to obtain wealth that He might establish His covenant. Lord quoted Deuteronomy 8.18. We thank you, Lord. They will never lack any, any good thing, nothing. Those who, who trust in the Lord like Mount Zion, they can never be shaken, but they endure forever. Their sufficiency is of God. They become acceptable in the Beloved. They're able to do all things through Christ who strengthens them. Yes, Lord, they overcome all the forces of darkness by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Bring boldness upon your people to testify of Jesus Christ without fear and with boldness in the power of the Holy Spirit from now on for the rest of every life. Let this word bring life to every heart and every person that's here. We thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. God bless you. you may take your seats. It's been a long time since I've been able to get to you and be able to talk to you. But you know, uh, driving here on the road, I was just coming here and I'm thinking Proverbs 4.20 my son give attention to my words incline your heart to my sayings let them not depart from your eyes keep them in the midst of your heart the word of the Lord keep it in the midst of your heart for their life to those who find it the words of God life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Their life to those who find the word of God and it's health to all their flesh. And it goes on by the way, it says these words, next verse, it says, God your heart then with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. 
for God has placed eternity in the hearts of men. Now in this period of time that's just gone by, um, I really battled to be without the flock because if, if, if you're shepherd of a flock, I'm looking after the staff, they're all like my own children. I've got an incredible team of pastors that help me and Maud is there all the time. She fills in every gap that I'm not able to fill and uh, just incredible stuff going on behind the scene. People working, people phoning the flock and we're just all the time going, 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 going. Day after day, never stop. It was an amazing period of time, but it drew us closer to God. What agonized me, and I must say this, what agonized me was the fact that here and there, you become aware of people that drift into the world, back into the world. And you know, they're open targets for the fear mongering. And you know, it's like, it becomes a real problem situation. It's like, well, the expression, like a heartbreaker. You see the people just become altogether worldly and um, not do what they're supposed to be doing. But here we are with the people, three sessions in a row, same kind of audience and different people. I feel so sorry for those ones this morning that couldn't come to the evening service. So very sorry for them. It's just terrible. But how many of you believe with me this thing's going to be lifted off? Can you say amen? Now, in the process of this period of time gone by, I took this break and I said, I said, I just want, I've been working every single day. Family know me in the study all the time. It's either up in the morning early praying or into the word research going on, on producing all these things. And then heart to heart came in every single day, apart from Sundays, we just went on. That continues, by the way, after the Sunday services now have begun. It can't stop. Too many people are watching it all around the world. And um, it brought me closer to God. And you, you begin to spend time. This last week, I could have come back to the church. I decided, no, separate altogether. Now this week is belonging to God. And apart from Maud saying, now you better come out of this room. You're going, I'm forcing you out. He, on, on Tuesday with a public holiday and then again, one nighttime meal. I went out. Otherwise, I was with God all the time. Praying all the time. Now, Scripture says, ask of me concerning the things to come. And then the next sentence in the Hebrew construct is actually a question sentence. Where God says, and concerning the works of my hands, command ye me? Question mark. My answer would immediately say, no, 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 I will not command God anything. He's perfect in everything that he does. But the interesting part and portion of that scripture is asking me concerning things to come. And I desperately want to see what God is saying about the future. Now, at the moment you say the future, people immediately, the first thing I think is 
in the natural dimension. But how many of you know that Jesus Christ moves where we don't, where we don't look and where we don't see? The kingdom of God has priority. I've been listening to the Bible also on tape all the time. Well recorded, digital recording. So I hear how the apostles in the book of Acts go out and they speak of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're preaching Jesus and the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Those two things. I see it consistently all the way through in the book of Acts. Preaching Christ unto them and the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And um, so what God looks at is not necessarily what we look at. Now I've often seen the prophetic word given that people want to drag it into the natural realm, but it really is, you've got to put on your spiritual eyes and ears, open them wide open and hear what the Spirit would say to the churches. So ask of me concerning things to come and then um, I'm praying and the Lord gave me a few instructions concerning my closeness with him to get myself to be able to be closer. And uh, I forthwith did that. And then as I was relaxing suddenly like that, I was in a vision. And I saw the most beautiful street scene. And um, it was like when there was a beautiful rain. Don't you ever see a storm come by and there are wonderful rains. It cleans everything. It washes, even the tops of the roofs of the houses are clean and washed. And the sun begins to come through, light at least, enough to show you it's shining and clean. The pavements and the gardens, everything is just very beautiful. And then there appeared, to my astonishment, a most beautiful cloud, like the cloud of the glory of the Lord, coming down this extremely clean and beautiful street with these beautiful homes on both sides. And the gardens and the lawns, everything, the grass, everything so neat. Flowers are happy, even the flowers. And I see this cloud of the glory come in the midst of all of this towards me. And as I look at this cloud, suddenly in the middle of the cloud, in the midst of the cloud, second time I see that in my life, there appears a bright light. I knew immediately that the Bible says that our God lives in an unapproachable light. And I've seen that light twice in my life. And uh, it's coming straight towards me and it gets so bright and this cloud now becomes peripheral to what I see approaching me and as I look away because of the brightness of that light coming towards me and I humble myself right there and then uh, I'm out of it and then comes the scripture immediately. And it says these words, 
It's from Acts chapter number 3, verse number 19. It says, Repent therefore and be converted. Metanoeo kai epistrepho. In other words, metanoe, change your mind, your way of thinking, and turn around from every form of evil. That your sins may be blotted out. Now watch this next section. And that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. I see that road. I see the freshness of everything. I see the cloud of the glory of the Lord. This beauty of this beautiful rain that went through. And I see this beauty coming and I'm thinking, yeah, times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, whom heaven must retain until the time. And he may send Jesus, whom heaven must retain until the time of the restoration of all things. But now notice the, the first portion of that verse, Acts 19. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Here I see this cloud moving towards me. Here I see this refreshing that's taken place. The former and the latter rains, as they speak of in the Bible. I see this absolute beauty. We as little children, when we had that kind of rain, we'd walk next to the road. You know, have little ditches with the water running down. Take our shoes off. You walk with your feet in the water, just like that, in that water there. And it's just it's running around your feet and... I don't know if any of you ever did that. We used to love to do that. But here you have this beautiful situation, times of refreshing. God sending times of refreshing. If you change the way you're thinking, and at the same time, you turn away from every appearance of evil. Times of refreshing. I realize the cloud of the glory of the Lord is moving in upon us. And unlike most people say, what about the economy and what about state captured? What about that? All the stuff in the natural. I say God's in control. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Let's make the main thing the main thing. Give Jesus Christ the praise of it. Amen. You make the main thing the main thing. Therefore, I was fully confident. I want to tell you this, that I'm expecting revival to break out. When that cloud of glory moves into this building, none of us will ever be the same. We won't be able to get out this door. It happened in the place called the Zusa Street in 1904 in Los Angeles in the old Azusa Street Missions House where um, the cloud of the glory of the Lord moved in there. It was an amazing thing. But it started with a man and um, his name was William Daddy Seymour, he was blind in one eye. Now, you know the old racist rubbish thing that went on and uh, just, it seems to always be present. Um, but Jesus got to sort that thing out. Okay, so uh, here's William Daddy Seymour. He's a man from Africa and he's blind in one eye. And uh, I saw a picture of him. And he wants to go into the church. And uh, of course, the church now, everything's closed. All the old thing of apartheid type of thing. And someday somebody said, 
why are you, why are you worrying? You're sitting outside here on the stairs. And he looked around, there's nobody there. And I'm not in there either. I'm not talking to him. Because if you shut down the church to anybody, I want to tell you something, anybody's shutting down church in this country, I don't want to be in their shoes, thank you. No. Far be it from me. But it's time that the nation hears from God. It's time for the nation to turn to God. There's some 80% of the people, according to the stats, that I've lost since a long time back, since I've seen the updated stats of South Africa population, uh, tenancies and whatever. Um, according to that, we, we're talking by, by the 80%, at least, of this nation Christian. So are they all nominal, or are they actually the true church in the midst of those people? Now, I'm telling you right now, the true, true church is going to revive. I'm telling you now, there's coming times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. The devil's had his heyday. Jesus Christ always has the last son. We shall overcome. Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. We have overcome. Because Jesus wears the victor's crown and we are the body of Christ. Can you say amen? amen. Members individually, brothers and sisters of each other. Hallelujah. So I've got news for you, and that is that I believe with all of my heart that before the coming of the restoration of all things, when Jesus becomes a king, shall reign in righteousness, and the government of the world shall be upon his shoulders. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. See? But before he comes, there will be the end time harvest. And in order for the end time harvest to happen, there has to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And the one thing the people in this country will discover, and worldwide, is to love your fellow man as yourself. And be not as the world, for God so loved the world, and he created from one blood all the people of the world. And so once you understand the love of God, the Bible says the love of God compels us. The Bible says, Galatians 5, 6, faith works by love. Faith works by love. So how, how can anything work when it comes concerning faith if it hasn't got love? Now binds, 1 Corinthians 13, faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. So as you know, and as I've said before, even this morning again, that the big battle for me in this period of time was to get the people, everybody that I could get close to, get the fear out of them. Because fear is the strongest drive in the human system. And if that thing takes over, this word I used this morning, maybe I just touched a single word, is the word insidious. It is the gradual movement towards a goal that is highly um, dangerous. It's it's destructive. The world is moving to the whole, the world, the planet, is moving to population control. What you think, what you say, they want to control the people. They want to control the people. Revelation 30. Then you give the men that dwelt in the face of the earth a mark. This is the mark of the beast. It's number triple six. 
that men could neither buy nor sell except they had the mark of the beast. They're targeting specific through genetic manipulation, DNA, RNA, proteins. We can get into that sort of stuff. But if you take your chromosome, I think seven and eight, they're targeting that region because that's got to do with mankind's ability to worship God, to give your heart to Jesus. You got that thing, you receive the mark of the beast, you receive a digital certificate on your body. You won't be able to say Jesus is Lord. You won't be able to give your heart. Why do you think the people that receive the mark of the beast cannot get saved? Why do you think that? That's the work of the false prophet. That's Revelation chapter number 13. Let him who is wise understand that his name is the number of a man and the name is triple six. So we live and when man dies, he gets buried six foot below six in a six-sided coffin. Did you ever? It's got six corners on those coffins. Six foot below the ground. And the fallen nature number is six, 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 six. Let him understand. He receives the mark of the beast. Won't be able to. Won't be able to worship God. The moment you start with genetic tampering, you're looking for big trouble because you cannot do a better work than the great creator. I don't care who that person is. Can you say amen, Dr. Dennis? You tamper with a genetic, with a human genome, you're looking for big, big trouble. And your problem is you can't switch it off or reverse it. Say amen or say oh my. But now, what about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm so glad you're asking me so many questions tonight. Concerning you, what did I start with? Concerning the word of God, keep them in the midst of your heart. All right. This book of the law, Joshua 1, 8, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. You may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. But what must you do? You must meditate. What do you do when you meditate? You utter or you mutter. But here's the thing that I didn't say this morning. Because a deeper analysis of the Hebrew tells you, literally it's like the growling of a lion. It's like too, true grit. I will not let this get me down. The word says, the punishment of my peace was upon Jesus. By his stripes, I am healed. That is what actually happens in the Hebrew construct of that particular word. Meditate day and night. You wake up in the morning, you put it in your ears, let it not depart from your eyes, you keep it in the midst of your heart. You guard of your heart with all diligence. What comes in here must be controlled. I keep saying to everybody, including my staff, you have to overcome yourself. If you overcome yourself, you can overcome your environment. You walk around with authority people don't understand. See? They don't know, they don't understand. You see, because their hearts are darkened because the ignorance that is within them. And therefore, because they're ignorant, that means lacking knowledge concerning the word of God. 
Now they come with theories and all of that sort of stuff. But you are of God, little children, have overcome them, for greater is he that's in you than he is in this world. Now, the whole thing called faith. So then, let me go, let me go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6. Let's start at the beginning of the beginning. Hebrews 11.6 says these words. Now without faith, it is impossible to please God. Notice the words, they read it from any translation. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For you comes unto God, must believe that he is, and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And you will search for me, and you will seek me, and you will find me, if you search for me with all of your hearts, is the word. Clear in the scripture. But without faith, it is impossible to come to God. So, a lot of people go around, they now don't believe this, don't believe that, it's because of their hearts being hearted, their hearts are darkened because of the ignorance that is within them because of sin. Sin blinds, ignorance puts the cap, it's like wearing a hat, and that hat is now ignorance. Now I don't know what's going on, and I just, whatever the world has to offer, I just take it and I blow along with the winds of the world, I don't. How many of you say we don't? We don't, we, we're not drifting along with the world. I'm not interested in the world system. I got one message for the world system, repent. Now I'll take every amen that I can get in this place. Welcome to Little Falls No Compromise Christian Center. Amen. He who comes unto God must believe that he is. Now what about the fact that people don't really believe he is, therefore, the resort to plan B and plan C and plan D. I see it every day. Now I think of that incident with the Apostle Paul, where there's a man with paralyzed from his mother's womb, and he's just lying there, and Paul's busy preaching the Lord Jesus Christ and the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and then he looked at the man and he saw, he saw that he had faith to be healed. He saw that he had faith to be healed. Like the man that came down on his bed, they lowered him down through the roof of the apostle Peter out there in the city of Capernaum. When Jesus saw their faith, when he saw that he had faith to be healed, he said to him, arise, stretch out his hand, and he jumped and his ankles became strong and he hopped around and he was okay. He was healed right there and then. He who comes unto God must believe that he is in the first place. The reality check of all reality checks is this. God is real. And if you believe it, once you are so persuaded, 
Like Paul the Apostle says these words, says, I know in whom I have believed and I am fully persuaded. Well, here stands another one, fully persuaded. Things I've seen, things I've experienced, there's no way for me to turn back any other way. Fully persuaded. I will not look at a plan B or a plan C or any other plan. I only got a divine plan and that's it. The problem is, people do things they don't pray about, what they're doing. They just do it. The problem is, you know, many years ago, Brother Kenneth Copeland, he was the chancellor when the Bible school was planted in 1986 by me. 1986. Brother Copeland. And you know what he said? He says, you know what we do? We pray over everything and about everything. Everything. Even if we want to order pencils, we pray about it. Everything, we just pray over it. No matter what we do, we pray about it. Now, I'm past persuading anybody to pray. The Saturday morning prayer meetings, I'll be joining them again this week. After my separation, I'll be back on Saturday morning, if it's the will of the Lord, and uh, pray. Well attended, a lot of people pray. I'm not in the game of persuading anybody anymore to pray. Let me tell you something. If you believe that he is, you will pray. You might as well say amen or oh my, or just at least give the Lord a good praise offering for that. Amen. Amen. And like I said this morning, the word amen, what does it mean? What is the Hebrew word? Aman, aman, amune. What is that? Faith. If you say amen, you say in faith. In modern language. In other words, I believe. But if you believe that he is. Now if you believe that he is. You want to know everything about him. Moses said that I may know him. Paul said that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. See the moment you know that he is. The moment you understand. It's just total. This book. If you take this book. And you read it. This one's had some, some trips through it already and some parts of it have fallen out and left it at home because they keep on falling out. I'm going to get the ladies to Maud to come along and, uh, or my daughter to just help me and glue some pages back. But once you get into the Word of God, once you get into the Word of God, then <clears throat> this book now follow me carefully what I'm going to say right now. You'll catch it in a moment's time. It's the book of impossibility. Do you know that, Jens? It's impossible if you really know this book not to believe. It's impossible if you know this book not to believe. Now why are the people's hearts darkened? Because of the ignorance that is within them because of sin. 2 Corinthians 4.4 The God of this world has blinded the eyes of the people. Who gets the spirit of faith? Those who believe. You read this book and you begin to see a supernatural track running all the way through. You begin to see, this is just impossible. It can't be like that. can't be like that. Oh yes, it is like that. It is like that. God speaks here. There's no one else like him. He calls the end from the beginning. So you see the end in the beginning. And you go to the beginning then. If God calls the end from the beginning, go to the beginning. Where is the beginning? 
in the book of Genesis, chapter number one, verse number one. What's the beginning? The first words, the word Bereshit. Bereshit al-Ghabah. Elohim. Bara, or shall we say Bara? Aleph Taf, Shimaim Hayonets. But what's the first word? Bereshit. Doing an analysis of the numerics, Bible mathematics of that. Doing an analysis, you find out when the end of the world is coming. And we are living in that time right now. Times of refreshing are coming in from the presence of the Lord. So how do I not believe this book of impossibility? moment I see somebody that talks about the God delusion, things like that, then I know what their end is. And you actually feel very sorry for them. Because you can have knowledge, knowledge of the wrong thing, but lack knowledge of the Lord. And knowledge of the Lord is, is the beginning of wisdom. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And to depart from evil. How do you work without that? So, so now he must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently, the word diligently is a Greek word that in the dictionary says that eagerly search for him. Eagerly. There's energy in the drive of that word. The thrust of the word is eagerness. Diligently seeking. See? Now, having said all of that, I now begin to realize that if I want to please God, if I want to please God, I must believe that book. Like I say, it's the book of the unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. The stuff in there makes it impossible not to believe. You see it all. You see how prophets would say, then that would happen, then it happens. Then they say that, then that happens. Then they say that, then that happens. And then you begin to look at timelines and you see there's no such thing as coincidence. Everything is God incidence. God incidents, God incidents. Well, you know, South Africa, poor South Africa. South Africa, what about Brazil? What about India? What about China? What about the USA? What about Europe? What about Britain? What about this? What? I say Jesus is in control. That's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you today, Jesus Christ is in control. And these things have come upon the end of the age. And the Bible says the last day's perilous time shall come. But those who draw close to God shall prosper, be in health, and they will prosper even when there are times of drought, when there are times of difficulty, they will prosper. Because I'll tell you what, if you plant the seed in Tatu, out there in Soweto, there you plant the church, you plant the church, you plant the seed. And you ask God to blow with his breath on that spot there. You better know there's going to be growth there. Because God is the God of multiplication. You plant the right seeds and you do the right things and God says, right, here we go. Can you say Amen. So why worry about anything? Because these things do the Gentiles, the Goyim, that's what they seek. They worry about tomorrow, what shall they eat, what shall they drink, what shall they wear? Oh, what about this, that, and the other? And they are scared. Because insidiousness has a very bad ending, always. I need to perhaps just read you the definition of this word, um, and just quickly go there and just read you the actual definition. Insidious means proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with very harmful effects. 
proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with very harmful effects. Let me give you another example. Corruption in the nation, looting. Subtle, goes on, subtle, suddenly the economy is in trouble. That's insidious. COVID, fear-mongering, brainwashing on a global scale. Everybody's got a fear now. Everybody's got to be drastic now. But greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. We have the spirit of faith. We speak the word of faith. Now, I close with this because I mean I can go on forever. Because the Lord has just put it in me. I tell you this. So then, Hebrews 11 and verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Not seen. So, let's take it again into the de defining Greek sitting below. Substance is the rock bed. The rock bed of support of what you're busy hoping for. That's the, that's the support, that's the rock bed. Now, I don't know of any better rock bed than this. Right? It's the rock bed of support. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So faith is the substance of things. It's the rock bed of your hope. And it's the evidence of things not seen. Now the word evidence is something we all know. Because when you go to a court. You get the advocates and the lawyers and all that. And a judge sitting there. And... Uh, they have to speak the truth because they're under oath or they can get into big trouble. What do they have to have? They have to be able to track down the truth of a situation and then bring judgment. Okay? So what is faith? It is the proof, the evidence of what you don't see that is actually there because you see it through the eye of faith and it's based upon the rock bed that is unshakable, the word of God that abides forever. Heaven and earth will pass, but the word of the Lord remains forever. My life is based on this rock bed. Things I hope for as long as what I'm hoping for is scriptural. Let me say that again. As long as what I'm hoping for is scriptural. Prayed about it, it's scriptural. It's covered in this book that it will be blessed. The evidence, the proof, the testimony, the truth revealed of the things not seen that they will manifest in the natural. So faith takes hold of that which is not seen and brings it into the natural. It's the most powerful of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are nine of those gifts. So faith becomes the evidence of those things not seen. See? Can you say amen? Now, why is Little Falls Christian Center so very quiet on Sunday night? You're all in a hurry to go and watch some movie. 
Hey? Nobody, how many of you in a hurry right now? I quickly want to pray for you. How many of you love Jesus? Now give Jesus a praise offer. Amen. Amen. That's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. You know, people, you know when you got the people's attention. When you stand here and the anointing's busy flowing, you know. I can see everybody's focused. And if you're not focused, then something's badly wrong. Can you say amen? Because as I was talking the word of God, it's the prayer of faith that saves the sick. It's the prayer of faith that suits you, that, that saves from anything, any given situation. For you see, we walk by faith and not by, sound, by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. And it's written, the just shall live by faith. And it's written, we have the spirit of faith. And it's written, but ye beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Spirit. Keeping yourself in love. There you go. So, the rock bed of you and I is the book here behind me and on the laps of so many in this place. Never go around without the sword of the Spirit. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.